Good morning. Simon Tufmem Gimel Sif Zayin. And we were discussing yesterday if you have chametz that someone else left with you and it's Pesach, it's Erev Pesach, what do you do with it? Vimlo Machro, if you don't sell that chametz which was left with you to a Gentile, Chayev Lovaro Bismani Sur, you are obligated to get rid of it when the time of prohibition begins. Even if you do not have fiscal responsibility for the chametz. Even though, since you have no fiscal responsibility, so if you keep hold of the chametz during Pesach, you're not transgressing anything. You should still get rid of it. Because the owner will be transgressing because he owns it. Even though it's possible that wherever the owner of that chametz is, he may have sold it to a Gentile. Your doubt that maybe he sold it doesn't remove the certainty that there's chametz here, and therefore you should destroy it. Even though the one who deposited the chametz with you presumably did bittel. And once he nullified the chametz, ve'ena over bebal yerah, he's not transgressing the prohibition of ownership of chametz. Since Chazal instituted that nullification is not enough, you also have to destroy the chametz. You're obligated to destroy it. And when the owner comes back, the one who was holding the deposit does not have to pay for the destroyed chametz, because the owner should have been concerned about his chametz. Some people say that the one who's holding the deposit does have to pay for the chametz, that is not the primary position even if he was holding this chametz as a surety and didn't sell it, and now the chametz became prohibited to derive any benefit, he can say to the owner, take your chametz, which is now worthless, back, and the borrower would still have to pay off the debt. Since he's the owner of the chametz, it's primarily his responsibility to figure out what to do with it before Pesach and not the responsibility of the shomer, the one who's holding the deposit. Surely by a normal object that you're watching for somebody else, if the chametz is there, you can say to the owner, go take your chametz, even though it's worthless now. That's true, even according to the opinion who says that if you do destroy it, that the one who is watching the chametz has to pay. All of this is post facto. But the best thing really to do is to make sure you sell it before it becomes prohibited. Rabbeinu Gimel, Kanushum Dover Bechametz Acher Shows. 
if let's say it's after the sixth hour of the day on Erev Pesach, so your chametz is now forbidden to derive any benefit. Beis Yosef says if you then used chametz and you bartered with it for something else, mutter, that which you bought with the chametz, is permissible. If they shall chametz in a tofes damav. Because chametz doesn't grab its money, meaning we don't say that the prohibition on the chametz is now transferred to whatever you bought with it. But the Aruch HaShulchan says, Ve'inu muvan, this is not understandable. Dehein emes demena Torah kol yisurayinayin tofsin demeyin be'isr levad me'avodos kochavim, even though from the Torah, anything which you're not allowed to derive benefit from, if you use it to barter for something else, the prohibition does not transfer, with the exception of objects that were used for idolatry, of midraban and ha'asr, or rabbinically it is forbidden, la'bailam atzman shemachran, or chlifan, for the person who actually sold them, or exchanged them, he is now derived any benefit from the result. So it must be that the opinion of the Beis Yosef is the Chametz killed Fei, that in this respect, Chametz is more lenient than other things which you're not allowed to benefit from. Since after Pesach, really from the Torah, the if you held on to Chametz after Pesach, so then you're allowed to derive benefit from the Chametz. It's just rabbinically, we prohibit you from using it after Pesach as a fine. So, so it could be that that's only for chametz itself, but not for whatever you exchange the chametz for. But the tour writes that that which you're allowed to use something for which you bartered chametz after the 12th hour, that's only, for example, if your maid, who didn't really know any better, did that exchange. But for the Jew himself, it is prohibited to use what he got with selling chametz or bartering. Because if you're not going to hold that way, then we know um, in halacha that chametz is considered to be worthless on Pesach. And they have just created a paradigm by which chametz does have a value. And halachically, that is the primary opinion. If you exchange the chametz for something and then exchange that for something else, it is permissible. And there's no difference if you bartered the chametz for something, another object, or if you sold the chametz for cash. Some do distinguish between bartering for another object and cash, and that is not the primary halacha. Some hold that if first the Gentile took the chametz and then subsequently gave you the cash, then the cash is permissible. And we find such a heter when it comes to wine that is forbidden from contact from a Gentile because the halacha is that once 
the Gentile took hold of the chametz, the chametz is his. And therefore, now that he's giving me the cash, the cash is not really an exchange for the chametz, because the chametz is already his, because he made a kinyan meshicha. And therefore, if that heter is permissible by Yayanesach, which um, over there, because it's from idol worship, so therefore we exchange it for is usher from the Torah, but yet we still have this heter, then surely when it comes to chametz, you could rely on this heter as well. Simon Tuf Mem Dalad, Sif Aleph. Shona Chacham of Mishnah Yedal Chachalios B'Shabbos, B'Varanus Akom Lefnei Shabbos, Devir Omim B'Zmana. So let's say like last year, where Erev Pesach is Shabbos, so according to Reb Meir, you have to get rid of all of your chametz before Shabbos. And according to the Chachamim, you have to get rid of the chametz in the typical, usual time. Reb Lezer Tzadik Omer, Truma Milifnei HaShabbos, V'chulen Bizmana. Reb Tzadik says, Truma you get rid of before Shabbos. That's the tithe that was given to the Kohen. And Chulen, non-consecrated food, you get rid of at the, the normal time. The Truma Ein La'ochlen Harbe. Since for truma, there are not a lot of people to eat it because it's only edible by kohenim, so we're afraid that you're not going to finish it up on Shabbos morning. So that's why you should destroy it before Shabbos. Of a chulin, but non-consecrated food, yim saharbe ochlin, you'll find plenty of people to eat it, and if you can finish it up on Shabbos. Umuta of levar bezmanam biyadalid, and the best thing is to get rid of the chametz on Erev Pesach. Which is Shabbos in that case, of course, you can't burn it. Ella you should scatter any leftover chametz to the winds, or throw it into an ocean. Nowadays, people usually flush it. And based on this, we should paskin like the Chachamim, because when we have a machlokas between an individual and a majority, we generally paskin like the majority. Sif Beis. Aval, however, lokim pasik rabim per gimel din gimel. The Rambam does not paskin like that. V'zel l'shonu choli yudal dias b'shabbos, both nets chametz b'lele erev shabbos. Shulol yud gimel minyach men chametz k'de lechol meno ad dal shab shos b'yom shabbos. The Rambam writes that on Erev Pesach is Shabbos, you do B'dikas Chametz on the 13th, which is Thursday night, and leave some Chametz over to eat on Shabbos morning, and leave it in a place where it is guarded, so it's not going to get lost, and everything else you have to get rid of before Shabbos. If you have any Chametz remaining on Shabbos after the time for prohibition comes, Mevatlo, you nullify it, Vekofa Olaf Kli, and you cover it with some sort of a vessel. Admatsayantif Harishon Mevaro. And then the first night of Cholomoed, you destroy that Chametz. Okay, Pasagatur Vishokhanach, Venaminak Pashut, Rafshu Kenegada Mishnah, 
Samchol Hadisa Perakama. So that is how the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, and that is the Minog, even though it goes against what the Mishnah says. Because it says in the Gemara, Yudal Shechalios B'Shabbos, and Varnas Chol Mufnei Shabbos, Divra Blazer B'Yehuda Ish Bar Thutha, Shama Mishur Mibishua, Abulo Dozmi Shama Chikov Halacha Kain, Ayin Sham, Vagav Chien Halacha, Eshein Lameidim Halacha Mishnah Ubraisa. The reason why is because there's a Braisa in the Gemara which supports that position. And even though we don't normally learn a halacha from Mishnah Braisa, the Chain Isa Birushalmi, so too it says in the Yerushalmi. Komaka Bakan Shashas Hevia Braisa, Vramushul Zazumi Shamach Kavalacha Kain, Shmami Laglacha Bruhi, but since the Yerushalmi also Paskins like that, and the the Gemara brought down this brisa, and the brisa says they didn't budge from there till they established the halacha in accordance with it. You see, that's the halacha. Gimel. The Torah has another reason to reject this a Mishnah from halacha. According to Rabbi Yudu says that the only way to destroy chametz is by burning. You can't do that on Shabbos. Even though the Rambam Paskins like the Chachamim, that burning is not required. That even according to Rashi, it's only an Erev Pesach that burning is a requirement. If you're getting rid of chametz prior to that, burning is not a requirement. But Tur Cholikalov, the Tur disagrees with him. The Kaman Vakasa the Rashi, Afil Mikodem Tsarach Sreifa, the Tur holds that according to Rashi, whenever you're getting rid of chametz, burning is necessary. Ayin Shemlufiza Bechuk, Shitaso Livdok Lavarbe of Shabbos, Ayides Sreifa. Therefore, according to him, you've got to get rid of the chametz on Erev Shabbos by burning. That's what the Torah says that Rashi Paskin to get rid of everything before Shabbos. Why did he base this on Rashi's Psak? So his meaning is Rashi. It means to say that this is being consistent with his understanding of Rashi, that no matter when you're getting rid of the chametz, the way to do it is by burning. Sif Dalet. L'fikach erev Pesach shechol b'Shabbos, bot kenes chametz b'yom hei, leis erev b'bracha. So an erev Pesach is on Shabbos. You get rid of the chametz on Thursday in the evening with a bracha. V'omer kol chamira, you say the nullification. Meshire lachilas laila, lachilas erev Shabbos. Leave enough food for Thursday night, for Friday. V'gam l'shdei sudas shel Shabbos, and two meals for Shabbos. The sudas shlishas leka, you don't have shalosh shudas that Shabbos. V'bnei shesudas shlishas shrichalios acher chatzos ayom, because the third meal has to be on Shabbos afternoon. V'az asr lachol chametz. Now you can't eat chametz. You also can't eat matzah on Erev Pesach, so you can't wash. 
You could eat um, matzah that's made with fruit juice and erev Pesach. And you'll be yotze shal shudas. Since the prohibition of eating matzah on Erev Pesach is only with matzah that you can fulfill your mitzvah on Pesach night, and you can't be yotze with fruit juice matzah at the Seder. Because it's a, it, it fails the test of lechem oni, of poor bread. If you're eating egg um, egg matzah or fruit juice matzah on Erev Pesach, you have to eat it before the 10th hour of the day. Any time later on, you may not eat it. In order that you have an appetite for matzah at night. So again, he's saying that when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, you could have shalashudas with egg or fruit matzah uh, as long as it's before the 10th hour of the day. However, because In Ashkenazi communities where we don't eat egg or fruit matzah, you should have shalashudas with fruit or meat or fish. But the Shulchan says, ah, he doesn't mean that on Erev Pesach. Because there's no reason not to have egg matzah on Erev Pesach in the afternoon. He just means that since we don't eat egg matzah, or fruit-based matzah, fruit juice-based matzah on Pesach, therefore we're assuming no one's going to have that in their house. No one's going to bother making egg matzah just for shalashudas. He said you could also use gebruxed um, matzah, matzah that's cooked. A lot of people have that minog. And he said you should have fruit or meat or fish, even though meat and fish is preferable to fruit. But in Pesach, fruit is preferable. So you don't get too full, because we want that when the night comes, you'll eat matzah hungrily. Maybe that's why he also didn't mention to eat gebruxed matzah. Bipneshi must be a harbe because it'll make you very full. as we can tell from experience. Some people say to have your shalashudas in the morning and split your morning meal up in two. Because some say you are yotze by having your shalashudas in the morning. I believe this may be the last one of these. Uh, shiurim that I'm giving in place of Rabbi Bechafer. Um, so thank you all for listening.